0: Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. Today we will be discussing account-based marketing 101 with Sudhir Kumar, Director, Origin Growth. Sudhir is a director and master growth architect at Origin Growth, a boutique growth marketing agency in Royal Leamington Spa. Having worked in sales and marketing for over 15 years, he has a passion for making a scalable difference in an organization's sales. ...and has the statistics to prove it. Let's hear it from Sudhir.
1: Anyways, it's been a crazy week, right? It's, 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 if, you, if you look at me, you can see I'm super tired. Uh, coronavirus has caused havoc in our country, right? First phase, exactly one year ago, there were no deaths in my circle... There were no friends getting admitted in ICU, etc. But here I am after a year hearing negative fatigue and negative news, bad news every freaking hour. I'm so tired. Right? I am on Twitter almost 24-7, trying to help as much as people possible. Everybody, please amplify the message needed to reach people who are in dire need there is there is lack of oxygen there is lack of hospital bed There is lack of food there's lack of million things so it's a crazy week you know i i I didn't have the courage or the energy to do the show today but then i had an awesome guest whom i had committed to so commitment is always a commitment and also i wanted to uh, discuss this topic with him for a long time and he published a fantastic book recently so I, i i was super excited to meet him. Otherwise, trust me, I had no energy to be coming live today and talking, right? It's not the right time, or I'm I'm not in the right mindset to do this, but here I am. So welcome to episode 39 of the SME Talks. Today, we will be discussing something which is a phenomenon which has picked up over the recent years, right? We are talking about things like social selling, account based marketing. These are all the terms most of the marketers throw around, but hardly few of them might know what exactly it is. So fortunately I have a good friend who knows this stuff inside out. He, he, he has agreed to come on the show. So today I have Sudhir Kumar with me. He is the director and growth, uh, master growth architect at origin growth, a boutique growth marketing agency in Royal Livington Spa. Having worked in sales and marketing for over 15 years, he has a passion for making a scalable difference in our organization's sales and has the statistics to prove it. Trust me, if you follow him on LinkedIn or if you follow him, the, follow the content he prepares, you get to know that these guys know what he's talking about, right? With an approach that gets under the skin of his clients to develop thoughtful, creative, consistent branding and messages to position them in a way that resonates and reaches the target audience so this technique is hands-on as a member of the team. Having been fortunate enough to have worked with a wide variety of B2B and B2C clients across sectors like technology, automotive, utilities and finance across Europe, Asia, US and UK, he is an established professional with a wealth of experience both agency and client side. Over the last five years he has generated millions of pounds in sales revenue directly from implementing Tailored account-based marketing and social selling strategies. He recently wrote a fantastic book, "Being Human: Marketing and Social Selling in a Digital World." So we will be talking about all that. So I am super excited to learn about account-based marketing. It's something which I am learning myself. So without further ado, let me bring him on.
2: Hi Vivek, thanks for hey. the intro
1: again. Hey, thank you so much for coming back on the show. And I'm so I'm uh, congratulations on the book first of all.
2: Thank you. Uh, Yeah, it was uh, was a long time coming. I think uh, originally I said to you, possibly before Christmas, I was going to try and get it out there. But, um, you know, working away at it, it was was a new project, um, something new that I hadn't done before in terms of publishing a book. uh, And I just wanted to to get it right. So I'm glad that I've I've got it done. It's out there and the response has been good and uh, appreciate you having me on your show again.
1: Hey, no worries, no worries. I'm super excited. I got the copy. I'm yet to finish it, but it's been amazing. I've just started reading it. I'm not getting time to finish it. So once I finish it, I'll give you my honest feedback about it. that would be uh, great. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> appreciate that. Fantastic. So how far? So far, how has been the uh, experience of publishing your own book for the first time? It was.
2: It was interesting because. Um, you know, the actual writing part, I didn't find hard because, you know, as you said, in that lovely intro you've given me, I, I do produce um, a lot of content. Um, you know, this was something that I originally wanted to do as a goal. I'm a very goal-orientated individual. So 2019, you know, I felt that through my experiences of marketing you know, here, Europe, U.S., um that, you know there was a common theme there were common challenges that i was coming across and i would always as you know produce youtube videos and do guides and white papers and blogs so i thought you know that if i was getting um really good interaction and people were appreciating that then why not put it into a book so the actual um writing process was, was fine for me it was the other side of the formatting the, the publishing getting it on amazon and then looking at the the cover and how it would work and then how the words actually sit on a page in terms of hyphenation and text font and font sizes so it was it was a completely new experience to me and I spent a lot of time I had a great uh, team to work with that that I've known and built up friendships over the years in terms of designing the book and then layout and even the proofreading of it so, um, yeah, it was tough. but it was, it, was it was a good experience for me. Um, and I'm glad that, that it's done. And I just hope people um, find it of, of use and of value.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a dream for every professional to write a book of his own or her own. And you have accomplished it. So congrats on that.
2: Appreciate it.
1: All right. So last time, you know, when you were here, we had a 101 of social selling, right? Yeah. You shared a lot of insights on social selling. How to kickstart your social selling program and what are the things you should do and shouldn't do etc so today we will be talking i want to talk a little bit about account-based marketing right because every every company these days wants to you know think about account-based marketing or maybe take some baby steps towards it so it's all about it so if you're ready we can start off yeah
2: absolutely let go for it
1: all right so you know uh from social selling so last time we discussed it so how do you think it is connected with account-based marketing. Whenever I was doing my research, these two terms were thrown around together. So, what is the connection there?
2: Um, the fact that they are connected together for me is is a positive because, I mean, as we spoke about last time, you know, they both carry the same theme and purpose, which is to build relationships with the audience. You're looking for that human-to-human interaction. Um, you know, we covered a lot last time in terms of you know how to connect with the audience, understanding them on a human level offering them value, inside-building rapport, trust, so you can really start to develop that relationship and understand you know, the individual that you're trying to connect with so you can truly serve them. So social selling, for me, the, the reason why I feel it's it's such a good thing to, to adopt in terms of the culture, the mindset approach, is because it really helps you in terms of, you know, change the way that you think about approaching people because okay. traditionally... Intrusive marketing, you know, Seth Godin spoke about this a lot. It's intrusive marketing, ads and emails and cold calls, which is, you know, we, we don't like it. We're all human beings. We take ourselves for how, well, how we like to approach We prefer people to actually know us, to give us something that, you know, is of interest to us. We expect businesses and brands to understand us on that human human level. This, this is the world that we live in now. So intrusive marketing does not work. Social selling will set you up to have the mindset to start to... Actually, invest the time to understand the individual that you want to connect with on a human to, human level, and understand really how you can serve them if they are the right fit. So the reason why they they fit so well together is a lot of people, and I've I've been in the situation before where people come to us and they're like, "We want ABM." You know, they, they may have heard of the buzzword, they may have sort uh, downloaded a guide. Just, we want ABM because we know that ABM delivers the most ROI against any of the marketing strategy, yeah. but. To manage their expectations, it's like, well, do you actually understand what it it takes to do ABM? ABM isn't just a piece of software that's just going to go away and automate it. It isn't something that marketing goes away and does. It's something that a business adopts a culture and mindset and sales and marketing have to align. And it takes a lot of of cultural change, which is often a very big barrier in, in, in any business of any size. If you can implement social selling first and you can show the, the value within that you can show the benefits and the results that when it comes to doing an abm campaign there is less hesitant hesitant there is less hurdles to jump over because they've already started to experience what you can do from actually investing the time up front to understand the individuals and to work closely with marketing to you know have have decent conversations to nurture relationships correctly to to create content specifically for your audience there's all these key elements that you would adopt in an ABM strategy, but that's really high level. So that's why I think the two are so often connected together. And it's a good thing to hear that they are being connected together because, you know, if if anyone's trying to thinking about jumping to ABM cold, I, I would always say adopt social setting, you know, do six months of social setting, test the waters with your teams, see how your business and culture responds because if you jump straight into an ABM, because there is so much upfront time and investment and cost, the last thing you want is is for people to have disinterest and it falls flat in its face. Right,
1: right, 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 right. That's that's that makes absolute sense, actually. Right. So, uh, you know, so for people who don't know this, by the way, Kelly says, "Congrats to you on your publication, Kelly." Uh... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, it. Fantastic. So, you know, uh, for people who don't understand what is ABM or account-based marketing, uh, how do you put it? You know, what is it and why is it critical today, according to you?
2: So, there's lots of definitions out there. My definition is that ABM is a focus and targeting, uh, it's a B2B marketing approach where sales and marketing align, you know, they work together to identify target accounts, key target accounts, those best fit accounts, those ideal customers that and that you know you can work with you, you can truly serve you want those accounts and you work on just those accounts alone so when it comes to you know marketing analysis, you're not casting your net you know, high and wide and trying to get as much leads as you can you just focus on this on this list whether it's 10, 50, and it's a high value account. Okay they're not they're not small accounts. They these are the high higher average order value And you're focused on understanding them, understanding the business, the whole structure, and, you know, connecting with them on that human to human level so you can actually start to serve those people. So again, it goes back to being permission-based. You're not going in on instant sales pitches. You're actually, you know, taking the time to understand them. You're engaging with those people. You're engaging with the entire account because, again, when it comes to, you know, decision-making process, as we all know, there's more than one person involved. So, you know, who are those key decision makers that you want to, that you need to get in front of when it comes to those key accounts you want to, um, that you want to acquire as customers? What are those people? What, what are their roles? What are their common pain points? What are their challenges? How can you help each person individually? Then it's about crafting that content. You now, how can you nurture these, these people individually? What, what content do you need? How can you actually show use cases that, you know, if they work with you or use your product or software, it's going to benefit them so right. it, it, it's a total different approach um abm has been around for a very very long time especially traditional abm one-to-one abm uh, i think ibm were the first ones to do it um and what's really changed now is this um influx of new technology uh new methods and new strategies is that uh, again as humans we, lo- we like to you know make life easy for ourselves so now, moving away from the traditional sort of IBM approach, which which I prefer, it's very hands-on, very labor-intensive, it's all um, real-time, to using software tools to automate certain parts. So, ABM for me, uh, if I could define it, is truly human-to-human marketing.
1: Right, right, absolutely. Uh, I think that is the need of the hour also. Everybody expects that kind of support from the vendors or the companies who are telling to them. All right. So you already touched upon this, but still, I want to ask this question. So does that mean that ABM applies only to B two B organization, or is it for everyone? What are your thoughts? For me, there's
2: there's some really good elements you can take away from ABM. So as I said, you know, true ABM, you know, that's focused on really one to one, and then you've got other levels, one to few, one to many. But for me, I don't really class those as ABM because you're you're going after a wider. Audience with the less personalization. So, in essence, you know, it's that sort of inbound marketing. You could call it or, or a standard marketing strategy. Um, but one thing that I think everyone should adopt, or at least take note of, when it comes to ABM, is is that it brings its own culture, its own mindset, and, and strategy. So, why not try to you know adopt elements of this in your business, in your teams, as as, as professionals? Um, you know, try to be be real in, in our marketing in our communications and always look to you know try to add value first it's all about adding value before you try to extract it and you know position yourselves as the experts as the thought leaders as the people to go to that are you know the experts within that industry or the experts for dealing with that specific problem um, so ABM yes is predominantly for b2B but I, I definitely feel that there's elements within that that you know everyone should be able to take on board
1: okay all right that, that, that makes sense right so now let's let's talk about abm strategy you know i want to i want to ask you this simple question what are the basic steps involved in building an effective abm strategy
2: okay so an in-depth version you can find it here <laughs> with, with, with with a diagram and and and, and lots of lots of insights um from a, a broad top level view uh, i would say first off is really about identifying your your key accounts now the most important phase when it comes to abm is the setup phase so when it comes to abm if you take into consideration you know the average um, lifespan of an abm approach or strategy you, you're looking you know between 12 and, and, and 18 months minimum people do run pilot schemes for six months just to test the water you know just again to see how their team and businesses and culture sort of adopt and perform under this new approach. But the setup phase really is is where you lay your foundation, you invest the most amount of time. If you try to skip any of the investment phase, you try to cut back on costs, you try to cut corners, it will massively affect the end result. So ABM is about investing the time up front. So you need to spend the time to identify your audience. So you're looking at trying to build that that ideal profile list, who are those key accounts that you guys want to go after, whether it's 10 or it's 50. So then that requires you to you know do your homework, do your research, you need to look know technographics, thermographics, use tools such as Datanize and Datafox to find out that information. And then it's about building real life buyer personas, so not fictional ones as you would do in, in inbound marketing, in ABM, it is about real life. Five percent. So, what can I find out about you, Vivek? You know, right. what what information is there out there? Use tools such as LinkedIn. Use um, other tools that can profile and look at you know, the type of content you're consuming. Look at the groups that you're part of. Uh, look at your online activity. Look at your digital footprint. Because now, you, especially now more than ever, I think everyone's got a digital footprint.
1: Right.
2: And then try to pick up on nuances. And then it's about once you've identified your list, uh, identified those key individuals and you're expanded into that account in terms of looking at all the other key decision makers, then it's, okay, how do we engage with these people? You know, What sort of content do we need to create? Because you need some content before you go live. So from the basic preliminary research that you do, you, you want to create some content, whether it's top of the funnel that's going to start to resonate with these people. From your research, you will look at you know, sort of the key sort of topics that are trending or key laws and stipulations that have come into place. Content that's actually relevant for for now. And, you know, you want to write content that is really gonna hit home and resonate with those people. So I always say, you know, I'm not talking about doing the top 10 tips. It has to be very specific. So, you know, that's really gonna appeal to those individuals that you're trying to get in front of. So it could be the challenge that these people are facing. It could be to do with their job role. So they, they actually feel that, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. That's, that's what, what, what I do, that's what I, what I deal with. That's currently what I'm having to go through or I'm gonna have to do that two, three, six months down the line. Really getting that granular detail of trying to resonate with that individual and having a conversation around that topic. So doing your research, a content plan, building out subject matters, looking at the channels these people are on. What, what, what channels do, do, do you use? You know, what channels are you on? How often do you run those channels? The time of day and the format. What format is 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 working the the best within this industry, within this specific sector? Some people don't like videos. Some people don't like white papers. Is it podcast? Podcasts is podcasts huge at the moment. Webinars. There's so much to take into consideration. So you need, need to build a content plan and a bank of content before you start to go live. And then once once you've done that, you've built your list. You know who you're going after. Then it's about how are you going to go after these people? You know, you need to then start to to post, so you stay front of mind. You then need to start to follow these individuals and you know try to connect with them, have conversations around you know, subject matters, offer them value. It, it's really that nurturing process, but you have to do it in a way that it seems natural. You can't, you know. I always call it professional stalking because you you are <laughs> monitoring. You're monitoring people's you know real life activity. But you're doing it in a way where where you know say that you know you're quite active on linkedin so if if i, if I was following you i would i would like your post if, if you're posting specific content if you're commenting and i feel i can add to that conversation or i can give you my perspective i would do that that way you would become aware of me you know you would look, look at my profile you would see what I, I was doing i'm posting quite regularly it's it's non-salesy it's value-added content this person looks like one I can connect with or who would bring value to my network or have to connect with that individual. Then it's, how can we take this conversation further? Can I speak to this individual about subject matter and possibly cross collaborate? Can I send them a white paper in the post and put a post in it to say, I really think you'll find uh, page six in the subject matter of use to you. There's so many different elements that you have to consider. And that's one of the things that I love about ABM, especially one-to-one ABM, because it's real, it's real time. So the right, more you right. do, the more interactions that you have, the more you'll learn, and the more you learn, that will adapt your, your touch points, your content, your strategy moving forward. It's ever evolving.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Because you know, folks who are who, who are listening to this or who want to get into ABM, it's not an easy thing to do. There is there is tons of work you need to do. There is tons of research you have to do on your audience, et cetera, et cetera. So be prepared with be prepared to put in the efforts. Be prepared to invest your energy in preparing the content, doing your audience research, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's fantastic. 100%. So I yeah.
2: would I would say just just a final point on that is you know whenever we've done ABM campaigns, that you know, again I'm, it's always about managing people's expectations. And I do say to them, at a minimum I need two months at a bare minimum, and that, that could be working with one sales individual. And sometimes that that's very hard for for people it takes because they're you know in their head for two months nothing's going to happen you are working in the background but in terms of something online seeing some visibility nothing is going to happen because you need to do that you need to invest the time up front that's why i said you know if you if you try to cut corners you try to quicken things up you won't get the end result so invest the time up front and you will get the results
1: right 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 absolutely so uh, you know don't don't mind me i'm just in between i'm looking at something that's uh, right. just that it's just that uh, the covid pandemic is crazy here so we are trying to arrange oxygen cylinders and food etc for people so you know the the twitter is always on that's where the action is happening so i'm just looking at if somebody has asked me anything so don't mind that i'm just no, saying it's fine. It
2: up up. Up. i totally understand it's actually fine.
1: yeah all right So we got the basic steps out. Now I want to, because you have done ABM strategy for several of your clients, I know that for a fact. So I want your top advice for organizations who haven't done this and who want to build their ABM strategy. What are your top advice for them?
2: Managing expectations again. Um, ABM, it isn't about, you know, something that marketing will just go away and do. ABM has to be accepted and adopted business-wide. You know, it, 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 it's a culture, it's a mindset. Um, yes, it, 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 there's a lot of, of cost involved because due to all the resource and time you, you invest into this.
0: Right. Um,
2: and it, and, it, and it's, it's a long sales cycle as well, You know, but you, you need to take consideration that you are going after high-value key accounts. So the ROI is there to be had. But everybody needs to be on board with this. So yes, sales and marketing do need to align, but also the C-suite need need to back this initiative. Everyone needs to be on the same page because if if anyone isn't on the same page, and you know you're a month, you're two months into ABM campaign, and then you know you get you get bored, you get frustrated because you're waiting. Well, nothing's happened. You know, give, give me update on reports, and it's like, well, we're still nurturing accounts. ABM takes time. You, you, because it is real time, you can't really predict when an account or breakthrough will happen. But, you know, as I said, it, 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 it takes time. And when one does happen, you learn something new and you adapt and you, you you evolve from it. So I would say managing expectation in terms of, you know, when you will start to see results. I would say typically, hopefully from, from six to 12 months, you know, toward the middle and the back end of, of let's say a 12 month campaign, that's when you would start to see engagement or conversations having to happen. So managing expectations in terms of when to expect results, the time span, the you know, ABM, the sales cycle and whole ABM strategy. Again, as I said, it's, it's roughly between 12 and 18 months unless you're, you're doing a pilot campaign. The budget, you know, be prepared to invest up front heavily, but again, you're doing that because the ROI is great at the end. And then just alignment across the board, across the business and the culture. You know, Everyone is in this. Everyone is working together towards that end goal. You know, Everyone is agreed on on the target accounts that we're going after. Everyone is agreed in terms of positioning. Every detail, it's not just marketing, go away, make it happen. It's everybody needs to be involved. You know, Sales, those are the people that are out there that are having this conversation. They have so much insight. Uh, they need to sort of feed that back into marketing. And marketing then need to do their bit in terms of positioning these people, giving them the resource. In essence, giving salespeople the tools and the positioning so they can then have these conversations. Marketing needs to help them open the doors, warm up these conversations so then they can go in and start to nurture these people. And together, working as as a team, they should then start to look at the nuances, pick upon attributes and conversations that are having and continue to, to develop these people. So the biggest one, uh, I would say, is managing expectations across the business. That That's the... The biggest thing i would say to everyone and just look at abm as a whole don't look at it as a piece of software that i'm going to buy and i'm going to switch it on and i'm just going to get loads of leads because that's not going to happen
1: right 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 absolutely that's that's very practical advice over there right so uh you know since there are a lot of things organizations and a lot of teams need to come together and put their act together and get the abm strategy in place are there any tools you recommend which they can employ while implementing a good ABM strategy?
2: There's been a huge amount of uh, ABM tools co- come to the table. Um, you know, there, there's a popular, one that I'm sure we're, 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 we've all heard of, Engageo, Terminus, obviously with Sangha and Vajray, who's, again, great at ABM in terms of content and leadership that, that he puts out there. And then you've got the likes of Magento, Demandbase, and even HubSpot have got an element of ABM of, um, within it. For me, sort of the key tools that, that I use and, and would recommend um, in the research sort of phase, I use Datanize, DataFox, uh, InsideView, Aula, ZoomInfo, and LinkedIn. So that's a lot to do with technographics, firmographics, personas, profiling, Um and then one tool that, that's been out for a while and I, it would be great to, to use, I haven't had the chance yet, is Bombora, which is just basically the intent data. That's, you know, the 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 premiership uh, piece of software tool that, that I would love to use. I know Oracle uh, use that in terms of their AVM strategy to, to phenomenal results. But th- there is a lot out there. My advice to people would be just to, Use the trials, look at the reviews and see exactly what, what these tools can do. A lot of them these so-called automation tools will allow you to uh, automate sort of touch point a personal personalize to a, a certain element. It just really comes down to how much resource you have and how hands-on you want to be. My preferred approach and methodology that I talk about in the book is very hands-on, so labour intensive. Individuals will actually be, you know, managing and nurturing the relationships, writing responses, writing content, rather than relying on a piece of software to use templates sort of emails and, and touch points to sort of nurture the relationship. I prefer to take a human-to-human approach because, yes, it's labour-intensive, but I don't feel that that human-to-human response can be manipulated and, and replicated by, by a machine
1: right right right. absolutely so you know rather than worrying about the tools and the technology and all that it's better buy so this book be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> figure figure the basics out what to do and then you will figure out the tools by yourself it's it's not a problem at all all right so now since this is a an organization-wide initiative there be cc C c-suit involved sales marketing all those folks then obviously the key thing which will be discussed will be roi for the roi you have to track some metrics so what are the key metrics to focus on while measuring the impact of your abm strategy
2: i would look at a few things one of them would be the engagement so engagement that you are having from uh, conversations so what type of feedback are you guys getting, you know, are, are you guys targeting the right market? Are you targeting the right accounts? Are you targeting the right individuals? I, I've been in situations before, you know, where with, again, we always do collaboration whenever we work, but picked up an ABM campaign, we identified the list, we started the process, um, and they were just adamant that the CTO was a key individual that they wanted to get in front of. But once we actually broke into these accounts, we started to have the conversations. We actually found out it, it wasn't just a CTO. You know, there were other C-suite individuals that we needed to get in front of. So always look at your engagement and always try to get the feedback in terms of what's working and what isn't. And the same goes for, for content, because, again, you you're, you're, want to try, uh, stay front of mind. You're, you're, you're posting content in various formats on the channels that you're targeted individuals are on. So you're visible, but is it getting that connection? Is it driving people to, to click and read that blog? Is it, is it, you know, having people view the view the videos, download the white paper? So look at the content that's resonant, because if it's not, then maybe, you know, you need to look at the content plan that you have. Maybe you didn't do enough research. Maybe you're not writing technical enough for your audience. Um, and look at the, the sales cycle length. Has it shortened? You know, since you've adopted this process, has it shortened? Is it, is, it, is it longer? Because again, you're going after high value key accounts, and then I would also look at touch point com- completion. ABM, you know, has a lot of touch points because you're looking at true lead generation. So, are you completing every touch point? What is the you know, the av- average interaction with touch points? Are some doing better than others? Why is that? So all of these elements I I would take on board in terms of ROI, and each of those elements will appeal to different C-suite. But in in essence, for me, whenever I'm doing reporting mechanisms, I I add those in. But the key one that everyone wants to know is, okay, so in account A, how far along are we? So how many people have we connected with? How many conversations are going on? And, you know, how, how far are we in terms of having that getting that meeting booked how many more people do we need to speak to? Is 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 that account uh, are they open for a conversation? Do they already have another supplier or are they are, are they flat interested? So again, each account needs to be handled and looked at individually and then you have a clear understanding of of where to put your efforts because again you might not get every account or you might um, break into account and they're like we're fine we are tied up with the supplier thank you thanks for the time so you know then to, to take that one off your list, add another one in and focus your efforts elsewhere
1: right 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 it's it's totally uh, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling actually the current way of selling and this is totally different right it's, it's, it, it's it flips
2: it, it flips it on his head you know, flip the funnel which i'm sure everyone will will be aware of
1: exactly exactly
2: it's it's, yeah it's flipping it on its head you've got to completely change your thinking you can't go out at the masses and just focus on these accounts
1: right while i'm listening to you i'm thinking about how the currently how the sales guys are selling and with this kind of mention about the account the kind of conversation they can have is it's totally different totally different it's It's totally different but it's 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 always been
2: there We've always had access to it. And now, and now with, with everything that's gone on around us in terms of the pandemic, if you look at the acceleration, the adoption of digital, even those that are not digitally native or were digitally hesitant have, have had to adopt digital. How many people are now having Zoom and Skype calls that they wouldn't have before? Communications, our behaviour, businesses have adapted. So, in essence, they should be more comfortable now online and all the resources there for them to do that. So it's literally, you know taking elements that we used to do back in the day, face-to-face in terms of knowing the individuals and networking. And now it's about trying to adapt that and, and replicate it online.
1: Right, right. I, I can see the the, the 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 proliferation of tools like Drift, uh, Loom, etc., which has got video. You can send video messages to your prospects and clients. So all that will come into this, you know, the kind of interaction you have. When
2: I do that, I, I, I use, I use, I use um, Vidyard. I'm a I'm keen one to send video messages out to people to get, that, again, that human-to-human interaction across. I feel that if you can make an effort and personalise your outreach rather than just sending a, a standard copy-and-paste message, um, that person's going to appreciate that. You know, and if you're personalising what you're saying, that you know, you've taken the time to, to understand them or read their profile or read a piece of content that they've written, and you know you're offering value, let's catch up, let's talk about this. I feel we you know we have a, a lot of synergy then that's a total different approach to can I help you with this or sending them a white paper or, or a direct yeah. sales message which still happens today
1: right 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 I know rather well, than uh, reading an email a person would prefer seeing you via video and then coming on a call with you fantastic yeah. all right so now I know that you know you have me whenever you're explaining these methods tips do's and don'ts, et cetera, I can see one common thread among all these, which is social media. So how critical a role does social media play in executing an ABM strategy? Well, it really comes
2: down to, in ABM and and all marketing strategies is, you know, what are the key channels? So social media is is a key channel. We're all on social. Um, when it comes to your marketing and your audience, your target audience, it's about understanding, well, what channels uh, are they on? Where, where do they live online? So it, it plays, plays an absolutely key part. Um, but it's not the only channel. I mean, pre-lockdown, pre, uh, pre-COVID, um, direct mail for me is still a phenomenal channel. It's still a phenomenal tool. Um, getting something tangible in the post. I don't think you can beat that. And the personalization. And it's another way of cutting through the noise. Um, Social is great, but as we know, a lot of noise, a lot of content, a lot of ads around us. So you know, to really cool. cut through that noise, that's why your content has to be different to everyone else's. You have to invest in it. it's the time up front. So the content, the branding, the imagery, the the, um, the text description that you use, all of that is catered to, to, to your target audience, so it will stand out. It will resonate to the point where you know, they want to engage with it. So social channels are, are absolutely key to this, but it's not the be all and end all. Right, right, right.
1: got it. All right. So, um, other thing which I want to talk, you you already touched upon this. So, you know, what are the top benefits? Real, but uh, real life, but the achievable benefits organizations can expect by deploying an ABM strategy?
2: I would say the the four sort of key ones, and the top one, which is the main reason why everybody uh, went mad for ABM, the abused ABM approach, saw a higher ROI than any of the marketing strategy. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's so many stats. I'll I'll, I'll dig that one out and send it to you, but ROI is is key because it's so targeted and focused. Next is the personalization. So, that really laser focused, granularly, personalization in terms of touch points, marketing, content that you're putting out there, um, true building and nurturing relationships because you know, you're trying to um, connect with these people, but connect with them in, in a warmer way. And you're, you're trying to nurture, nurture these people through various stages of, of your, your ABM strategy, rather than, again, a traditional approach of connect and let, let me try to sell to them, with being very patient. And then at the end of the day, it's, it, it's, the, it's the results. It's, it's the clear results, because ABM is very, very transparent. So you'll know which accounts you've won, you know which accounts you haven't won. And at, at the end of the day, you should have enough insight to say, well, we won these ones because of X, Y, and Z. We didn't win these ones because of this. You know which content has worked. You know which content hasn't worked. So when you refine the review, the next time you go again, You should have enough information to have a stronger ABM campaign. But on top of that, you should have enough insight to deploy in your traditional marketing tactics and and strategies as well. Because there's nothing stopping you using the content, the touch points that have worked and insight that works so well on ABM, which is laser focused and applying that to, to your traditional sort of marketing methods and strategies
1: okay all right that's that's fantastic all right so you you touched upon this a little bit about content so i just want to hear it once again from you a little bit in detail how crucial is content when it comes to executing your abm strategy
2: again it's 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 one of those key points you know um it's all about the, the positioning so with with abm the way that i do abm um Obviously, I'll be working with the sales team and I'll be aligning with those individuals. And the the individual, the sales professional that I'm working with, it, it's my job to make them look, as, as you always say, a rock star. You know, I need to make them look and position them as the thought leader, as the expert. And and to do that is, yes, we, we can look at their digital footprint, we can look at their online profiles. But a lot of this is going to come down to the content that we create so this individual can post that out on on their own behalf you know it's it's as i've always said if you google google yourself see what comes up because we we do that nowadays. people people you, you connect with or business cards you get you put that number that, that person's name into google search engine what, what appears and what you want to appear is is good content you want pr pieces you want white papers you want good tweets and good posts, because all of that's gonna be in there, as well as your LinkedIn profile. So content is is absolutely key to this in terms of not only engaging with your audience, but also the positioning factor. So you know the consumption, the touch points, the engagement you're having, and you know, how regularly you are posting uh, content out there. So you're always staying relevant, you're always staying front of mind, and you're consistent in that approach. So content um, is, is, is key as well
1: absolutely all right so now it's a it's a straightforward question to you so who is the key stakeholder in implementing abm strategies it sales is it marketing where does it fit in
2: well everyone thinks it sits with marketing as as as, as per usual but for me it's really you know it's top down the company has to embrace its culture and then it really comes down to sales and marketing to come together to champion so again, whenever I've done ABM in the past, I am working with CMOs, uh, and the head of sales, and together we, you know, we come together, we collaborate, um, and it's collectively our our effort. So it does come down to the sales and marketing teams, but the the C suite they need to embrace and back this, so that when it filters down, you know, everyone is is on the same page. Um, it isn't just something that like I always say, that marketing sort of. You, you go away and, and handle that and, and make it happen. That That's not right. gonna work.
1: Right, right, right. Marketing anyways doesn't own anything in any organization. So <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> just to change my feed, anyways. All right, so enough enough about ABM. We are clear about uh, the approach, the steps to take, the do's and don'ts, the key factors in it, who owns it, et cetera, et cetera. So now let's talk about you. And by you, I mean the most exciting thing now is being human, right? Uh, your new book. So why every marketer today should read it? That's number one. Number two, what are the key takeaways from this fantastic book? If you have that book, if you can just show it like this, that would be fantastic because I have not got my hard copy. Uh, I love the cover of it. It's it's mind blowing. I oh, yeah?
2: appreciate it. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of time and effort went into this. Um Good friend of mine, actually did, did the design on the cover. Um, fantastic, yeah, like it a lot. Very
1: nice. All right, so tell me a little bit about tell, tell us a little bit about this fantastic book.
2: So, I mean, the book in essence, I, I've I've said this and I've, I've written it in the book. It, it isn't just for fellow marketers and sales professionals. It's really for for anyone who wants to cut through the noise and have a true relationship with, with their audience. Um, the thinking behind the book was really to take, um, the reader and individuals on a journey of how the world around us has has evolved. You know, we we now live in a digital world, the way that we communicate, the way that we behave, the way that we interact, completely changed, we're changed as individuals, as consumers. So it really was about taking an an individual on a journey of how we traditionally used to. talk to people in terms of sales and marketing and the traditional methods and tactics we used to use and mm. how the consumer has evolved and the technology around it has evolved, but the methods have stayed the same because you know, we, we don't like change, we, we're lazy, we, we want the quick fix, we still right. want to you know, I, I still want to send 10,000 emails with a click of a button rather than spending yeah, two, months, two months doing ABM, it's going to cost me so much money but why would I do that? I can get more for yeah. my booking Yeah even though you're getting bounce backs and spams and the same for cold calling. So it was really about addressing culture approach and and saying, you know, the world's changed, the tools around us have changed, we've changed. So how do you communicate? How do you market? How do you sell in a digital world? So taking the reader on a journey, um, talking about, you know, social media, LinkedIn, and then from LinkedIn, social selling, content marketing, all the way through to ABM and, and the growth stack. So it's... It's almost like a step-by-step guide of, of, of little baby steps that you should do. And once you feel comfortable, it's like, okay, go on to the next bit. So that's why in, in the first instance, talk about social media and LinkedIn, you know, get comfortable with it. What the purpose of social media, like what what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, what what LinkedIn is truly there for, but how to extract value from LinkedIn, how to position yourself as a thought leader on it? So how to connect with people, how to communicate. Once you've come comfortable with those chapters, move on to social selling. How to implement a whole social selling strategy, the type of content you need to create, how you should target individuals. Once you've done that, ABM. And then if you're feeling really, really, really brave, then I've got the growth stack, which is where uh, I stack the traditional sales funnel on top of the ABM funnel. Um, so the, the thinking was really that. and that, All of it was based upon my experiences, uh, the work that we've done here in the US, in Europe, India, etc. Uh, and just try to give something back because, um, as you know, everyone always has you know, been written about a lot that once you find your, your calling, your passion, what you're that you should always try to, to give something back. So my, right. my thought process yeah. was if I can take all my insight and information and put it into this book um, and then give all the donations to charity, that way the individual is hopefully buying a book that they'll get some value from but also donations to charities so it's a win-win. So that was was, was my thinking behind creating being human. Fantastic and
1: uh, uh, all the profits go to Autism Society if I'm not wrong?
2: Yeah, the National Autistic Society, yes.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. Guys, check it out, Being Human. It's available on Amazon uh, and uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic book I'm telling you. Just go for it because coronavirus has taught all of us marketers that your old methods are not going to work anymore. You know, people, people are becoming smarter. They don't have time for all kinds of crap you try to sell. You have to be, it's time to become more human to human. And social selling and ABM is critical for that. If you are working in a big enterprise or even a smaller company. So check this uh, uh, book out, Being Human, available on Amazon. So Sudhir, uh final question for you today is, how is 2021 looking up? and uh what lies ahead
2: so it's it's our second week out of lockdown here in the uk um okay so yeah overall it's the vaccinations and, and things are, are going well over here um the promising signs um just literally taking it day by day i mean um we're all after the same thing everyone wants you know that to return back to normality um so you know, let, let's see we, we're remaining positive we're, we're keeping ourselves busy we're supporting each other um it will be nice just to see some normality across the world now because it's you know it always seems to be where it's quieter here it gets the pandemic sort of spreads obviously in india yeah. we look at That's france true. and elsewhere so it would be nice if we can you know as as, as, a, as a whole unit as, as the world to really clamp down and hopefully try to control this coronavirus so yeah we're taking it as, it as it is and plans ahead well as per usual you know we, we stay positive we stay active we stay, stay busy just keep on talking to people keep trying to offer help and support um and we'll continue to to push on from there all
1: right fantastic nice thank you so much for taking time out uh, I, I, I changed the timing of the show because of some issue with the tool. Uh, thank you for so, being so accommodating and uh, I, look for, I look forward to re- completing your book over the weekend and uh, talk to you soon. No,
2: I appreciate that. I was going to say to you that is, um, yeah, yeah, definitely get back to me on the book. If anyone wants a copy, you can get Kindle, you can get Amazon. Uh, but another thing that we can do is, Vivek, is for your readers, perhaps we could do a competition give away five copies um, sure if you want to run a competition um and then we just pick five people uh randomly i'll be more than happy to send them uh, absolutely I'll,
1: them. I'll 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 set that up i'll set that up for sure because i want some some marketers in my community in my network to absolutely read this book all right thank you so much uh, stay safe and take care appreciate that thank you for having me all right All right. So that was Sudhir. Uh, I love this guy. He's he's such a fantastic person. And can you believe it? You know, first book is always special. He has got that out of his way. Uh, I wish him all the best for the future also.
0: Thank you for listening to the Thrifty Marketer podcast. For more exciting episodes like these, please follow... The Thrifty Marketer Podcast today. Now available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. See you next episode.